Gospel Message Week 93 Conformed to His Image Wherever there is a discussion on theology, you can be sure that the topic of free will versus predestination has come up. What that discussion usually centers on is whether man, meaning the human being, has the quote-unquote free will to choose Jesus while he's on earth or be saved or has God already made that determination even before the human being was born. When people talk about predestination, they're usually talking about the end result, meaning whether someone will go to heaven or whether they will go to hell. In other words, will I be saved or will I be condemned? That is why there is always an argument when the debate comes up. Those who argue against predestination do so on the premise of the implication that those who are quote-unquote predestined for heaven can do whatever they want while on earth. They can behave in any manner they choose because one day they will be saved. To them, the whole thing seems very unfair, especially to those who are quote-unquote trying to live right. But what we have to ask ourselves when we think of this, because at the end of the day, if we say it is a biblical thing, then it's not something that's up for debate. We have to go into the Word of God and find out what does the Bible really say about predestination. I'm not proposing to have all the answers, but the verse I want us to study today with regards to this topic of predestination is Romans 8 from verses 28 to 30, and it reads, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. So as we can see from this passage, when the word of God talks about predestination, it is not speaking only of the final result. It speaks about life on this earth first, which then determines what the final result will be. Read the passage again carefully. Verse 29 says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. The predestination, contrary to the belief of those who oppose it, is not a quote-unquote live-as-you-please card. The scripture says that the predestination is on the life of the person, meaning that life, the person who is predestined, will conform 
to the image of Jesus Christ. Did Jesus Christ live as he pleased while on this earth? Absolutely not. John 6:38 says, For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Luke 22:42, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. John 4, 34, Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. The part of the passage that says, predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, what was the image of the son when he was on this earth? What was the image of Jesus? If the whole key to predestination, as far as it pertains to the life that we live on this earth, he's saying they are predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Because again, his son is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no heaven without going through Jesus. And the ones who are predestined for hell are the ones who chose not to go through Jesus. So if he's saying the predestination will now cause them or it will be that those who are predestined will be conformed to the image of his son. What is the image of Jesus Christ or what was the image of Jesus Christ when he was on the earth? Matthew eleven twenty nine, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Philippians 2, 5 to 8, let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Matthew twenty twenty eight, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life as a ransom for many. Luke 9, 58, And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. 2 Timothy three twelve, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. John 15, 19 and 20. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep 
yours also. So this predestination to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ, that those who argue against predestination characterize it as some sort of get out of jail free card. Think about what the Bible is saying here and look at what the Bible is referencing as the image of Christ, the life that Christ had to live while he was on this earth. He did not do his will. He only did the will of the Father, even unto death. That is the image that those who are predestined for eternity in Christ Jesus will now conform to. So much of what we call Christ-like in this world is very different from what the Bible portrays as the image of the Son. It is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. And the fact remains that many people will not choose it. The option will be there. The Spirit will bring it to them and they will not choose it. Therefore, those who do not choose it are not the predestined. Because again, the predestination is that they will be conformed to the life of the Son. Go back to verse 28 of that same Romans 8. Remember, the passage says, or the verse says, those who will yield, those who will yield to the Spirit of God, to do the will of God, to be conformed to the image of Jesus, they are the predestined. When the Spirit of God calls, they will answer. In their answering, they will surrender their lives for the life of Christ. In that surrendering, they will be justified by God. And they will, for his namesake, then be glorified by God. God knows who these people are. We don't. The passage says, for whom he did foreknow. So God knows those because he is God. He is the creator of all things. So he knows those who will take on this yoke of Christ. And he knows those who will not. He knows those who will choose the way of Christ. And he knows those who will not. He knows those who will say they choose it, but they will not walk in the way of Christ. And he knows those who will not. The passage also says all things work together for good. Good for whom? To them that love God. Who are them that love God? John 14, 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Also, Mark 12, 30 to 31 says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So when the Bible says those who love God, 
Jesus says, if you obey my commandments, that's what shows that you love me. And this is the commandment. Those are the called, the ones who will obey, the ones who will do the will of God. What is the purpose? Because the verse says, those who are the called according to his purpose. What is God's purpose? God's purpose is that his will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. The called are those who love God. Those who love God are those who keep his commandments. For them, according to this verse, all things will work together for good. Not good according to this world standards, but good that they will live their lives to do the will of God, just as Jesus did. And as a result, God will be with them in every step of the way of their lives, and he will glorify them. In 2 Corinthians 3, 16 to 18, it reads, God gives us, well, God gives us this promise. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. When we turn to the Lord, when we answer his call, when we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ and walk after the Spirit, it is that same Spirit of God who calls us, who now conforms us to the image of the Son. But the choice, the free will to choose remains ours. God will not choose for us and every human being will be given the opportunity in some way or another to choose. God will not choose for us, but he has all the help that we could possibly need ready and waiting for us if and when we choose him. Deuteronomy 30, 19 to 20 reads, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. And I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice and that thou mayest cleave unto him for he is thy life and the length of thy days. May the Lord enable us, even starting today, to choose him. And as we choose him, his spirit, his very spirit, will cause us to be conformed to the image of his son. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.